What's up, y'all? It's your cousin, Kimar here. Thank you all for tuning in to another episode of The Family Tree Podcast. This episode was brought to you by E Storyhouse Studios. That's right, E Storyhouse Studios, located right here inside the Jackson Medical Mall. Studio space for photography, videography, and podcasting, as you can see. You can contact Miss Fallon Victoria, 601-988-2539. What's happening, man? It's your main man, Kimar Kane, coming to you all the way live. Your favorite country cousin, your favorite Mississippian, and your best friend, here with the beautiful and beautifully talented, my co-host, y'all, who? Ashley. FG. Hey, family. What's going on, cousins? Thank y'all for coming back. You know, we on the back patio. You know what I'm saying? Just imagine with me. Imagine with me. On the back patio. You know what I'm saying? The weather's good. nice. The weather's nice. Nice breeze. Nice breeze. Sundown. Feeling good. Sunday night. Sunday night. You know, it's kind of in the reflective Game night. mode, you know, getting ready for the week. Getting ready for the week. Today is a special Sunday, though. For sure. This what is we... a Sunday for fathers. Fathers. Shout out to the pops in the world. Shout All out to you the pops fathers the out there. All you fathers to be out there. Yes. Um, happy Father's Day. Happy Father's Day. You know, shout out to... The fathers that are uh, no longer with us, you know. For sure. Thank God for their presence for as long as we had them. Um, but shout out to the fathers. Shout out to the fatherly role. Shout out to my black fathers, my black men. Shout out to my daddy. Hey, hey Sally. What's up, pop? Mr. Sally. <laughs> What's good? I'm really looking forward to uh, this conversation today. It's kind of like, you know, just taking the moment like we did for Mother's Day, you know, mm-hmm. to talk about the dynamics between father and son, father and daughter, to talk about, you know, the unique challenges with that relationship, um, and so on and so forth, but to certainly honor um, our fathers and um, the role that they played in our lives. Sure. So, um, well, I guess we'll just jump right into it. Let's go. Um, Talk to me about your pop. Who is your dad? My dad, Jerry Lee, mm-hmm. is what they call him. Jerry Lee Kane. Shout out to my pops. Uh, unfortunately, I did lose my dad 2020, April 2020, due to COVID-19. Mm-hmm. Uh, but my man lived a pretty good life. He was in his 60s, early 60s, uh, died a month before his birthday, literally a month before his birthday. Mm-hmm. Um, pops was a cat who had jokes for you. He was a big dreamer, you know yeah. what I mean? Mm-hmm. Uh, he was very braggadocious on the time that he spent in the Army. You know, he always shared stories about him being in the Army. Oh, yeah. You know, he always watched these Westerns as I was growing up, mm-hmm. right? Um, and he stayed watching these Westerns as I got older. And I asked him one time, I'm like, why are you always, it'd be the same shows. Like, why you watch these all the time? And yeah. I never really understood that until I started watching more of Seinfeld and Martin and Living Single in a Different World, Bill mm-hmm. Cosby, all these different shows that I grew up on. And it hit me one day. It's like, damn, I get it now. I get mm. what my dad was trying to say. Mm. You know, I, I think that my pops was always just kind of feeding his inner child because that's what I'm doing. Wow. And I watch these shows. Why is that important? It's very important. I think that inner child, it's like watering a seed like the bamboo mm-hmm. tree, right? Mm-hmm. It takes so many years. You have to water it every day. And then mm-hmm. after so many years, it finally sprouts up, right? Yeah. yeah. Uh, so I think that, I don't know, I, I don't want to necessarily speak for him, but in the same sense, <laughs> just observing that, right? Yeah. It's like... Him feeding that inner child with the westerns that he grew up on, it brought him back to a place 
you know, a happy place. Yeah. You know, so yeah, it's Jerry Lee in the nutshell. Thanks to him, I'm here. Yeah, shout <laughs> so out shout to out Jerry to you, man. Lee. I got him on my arm. That was one of my most recent tattoos. Oh, yeah. Uh, I got that on my 30th, nice. close to my 30th birthday last year. So yeah, yeah wanted to get my guy inked yeah. up on it. For sure. Yeah. Man, you know, um, uh, my heart goes out to those who are living without their parents, mom or dad. You know, um, I can't I can't imagine not having my father. Facts. So, you know, prayers with you continuing, you know, through this, you and your family. Yeah. Uh, sorry, I'm sorry you lost them, but I'm happy that we're talking about them today. For sure. We can get a little... A little insight on Mr. Kane, Mr. Kane. Hey. Yes. <laughs> what about your pops? Tell us oh, about Mr. Sally. Oh, Sally B. Sally B. Sally B. What man. up, Sally B? <laughs> you know, my dad, uh, he's very special. Okay. Very special to me. Um, I'm the youngest. I'm mm. the only girl. Mm. And while we were preparing for this episode today, um, one thing he said is, you know, with Sally, he was my older brother. There's mm. only two of us. You know, uh, he may have made some mistakes that he didn't make with me. You know, mm-hmm. that first child is kind of like your trial and error, Child-y, right? Yeah. You know, in fatherhood. Yeah. Um, and so my experience with my dad may be different from my brother's experience. But mm-hmm. overall, we both can say that he was, a, is, and continues to be a phenomenal father. Mm-hmm. Um, one thing I know I want to get into today uh, is, is something that I realized my dad is is a, a very busy man. Okay. Like when I talk to him about his life and the things he's accomplished, he's accomplished so much, mm-hmm. um, so much that I'm still learning about. Honestly, mm-hmm. in my adult life, um, many people know my father uh, as a state senator, mm-hmm. uh, which he still is. Uh, he's been there about eight years now. Wow. Um, he was on the school board in Jackson Public Schools. My yeah. brother and I were both products of public school system. Uh, he okay. owns his own. Real estate company, Little Star Realty, which is named after my brother. Yeah. Actually, both of my parents own uh, their own LLCs that they named after us. Like my mom, she has Ashley's Floral and Wedding Designs. You know, hey, so I didn't know that. Yeah, and and it's something that we both hope to carry on because mm-hmm. we realize they won't be able to do it forever. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so they're definitely instilling that in us uh, to be able to take that and continue that legacy and their work. You know. Yeah. Um, my dad, he Solid Norwood, lies six nine nine. That that was I actually was. It wasn't until I was an adult that I realized that um, my father's lodge was the first lodge on a campus uh, in the nation, on a college campus in the nation, the first wow. Masonic lodge, um, yeah. and that was through an initiative him and his grandmasters and others. But hey. with all of that being said, all all of that running and gunning, you know. We knew from a very young age that we would be, quote unquote, sharing him mm-hmm. with the community, um, mm-hmm. with the state and, and uh, you know, his role in national initiatives as well. Mm-hmm. But in sharing him, we never felt like we had the short end of the stick um, because he made time. He wow. knew that time was that important. Um, in the late 90s, he actually started an initiative. It was a fatherhood initiative. Mm-hmm. And I remember there was a bumper sticker on the old Ford Explorer we would drive. Okay. And it, it was like a, a father holding a, a kid's hand, and it said, um, be there for your child today or someone else will. Ooh. And the whole message behind that um, was if you don't step up, and be the man, right? Yeah. Be the father. There are so many other forces out here waiting, mm-hmm. right, to claim your child. Mm-hmm. And it's important that, um, you know, fathers uh, spend that time um, and have the, build those relationships with their children, uh, especially in the early developmental stages Facts. and all. And, you know, it took, it took a lot of sacrifice for him to do that. 
with my brother and I, but um, I think you did a good job. So definitely so. Dad, listening, definitely I just want so. you to know you did a great job. So, real quick, mm-hmm. understanding that you had that you had a quick early understanding that you have to share your dad with the community, right? Right. Do you feel like you've gotten everything you needed then and now from your dad? I I do. Right. I honestly do, and. It could be the little things like fond memories. One, I can tell you, ever since I was uh, a little girl, I remember um, before I was of the age of riding the bus to school, like mom and dad would take me to school, my dad mainly, and he would park outside, get out the car, he would open my door. Nice. Grab my rolling book bag. Okay. <laughs> I definitely had the wheels, and it was see through. Uh, it was see through. <laughs> <laughs> it was definitely plastic. Yes, and he would get my little bag and close the door. He would carry my bag to the front door, kiss me on the forehead. Come on, have a great day, baby. I love you. Chivalry, come on. Chivalry. First example. Thank you. That's dope. You know, and that's so important. What did that mean to you, like when you first experienced that? Yeah, you know, um, my dad was he he was always very uh, attentive to Mm -hmm. us, Sally and I, um, and. I think in doing that, I don't know if he even knew this was his way of showing me uh, what to expect, uh, what to demand, mm-hmm. right? You know, when I um, when I interact with men, mm-hmm. but um, just having that, and then not only having that for myself, but seeing him do that for my mom, mm-hmm. you know, it made the difference. Heavy. From an early age, you know, um, that this is not unusual. A man should. Cater a man should open the door. A man should carry. A man should make your life easier, even if it's just as simple as holding your books. You know, mm. so I appreciate him for that uh, at an early age. And you know, that's dope. <laughs> Come on, Sally B. You know, the, but you know, even with that, like. Um, <laughs> I remember Valentine's Day, like, he would come to the school and just bring me a little flower and some candy. Like, you know, I'm going to be the first man to give you a Valentine's Day gift. You don't have to wait on another man to do it. You know, I got you, boo. I got you, boo. Making that time again. Making that time. Making that time. I want to play a quick clip, actually, of him talking about this. The question I asked my dad was about his relationship with his father, Mm -hmm. my grandfather, Ellis Norwood Sr., um, I didn't have the opportunity to meet him. He passed away well before I was born. Um, but one thing he said, you know, times were different. Um, it was 10 of them, and there was limited education. And so my grandfather, uh, he worked. He was a carpenter. And because he had to work so hard to provide for his family, he didn't have a lot of time with them, right? Um, spending time getting to know them and allowing them to get to know him. And and I asked him, you know, if he wished he had spent more time or, if, if you know, if he could have spent more time with his father. Um, but he realized that that was just a sacrifice he had to make. Um, but in his fatherhood, he wanted to be sure um, to do as much as he could to not spend the necessary time with his children because he realizes how important that is yeah. in the growth and, de- and development um, of the child. Let's hear the OG. Did you wish that you had more um, time with your dad? Well, I mean, the more time that we would spend doing some of the things that I wanted to do would have taken him away from uh, the work that, we, that he needed to put in to 
to want to have a work family balance when you started to have kids talk about that um, because, you know, and, and I mean, he even had some regrets, like thinking that maybe with my brother being the first, you know, firstborn, that maybe there were opportunities that he wished he would have done this or taken Silas to this camp or done this or whatever, um, and he didn't, and he wonders if uh, that would have changed um, some outcomes. Mm. But at the end of the day, you know, that is a challenge that I'm, I'm sure many fathers face, um, time with yeah. children, especially if you have multiple kids, right? Sure, yeah. Um, speaking of challenges, how would you describe um, your relationship with your father? And, Kane, if there were any challenges, how did you all overcome them? Okay. Great question. Me and my father... We had quite a bit of challenges, quite frankly. Okay. Uh, I learned to appreciate my dad more as I got older. Listening to what your father had just said, you know, um, made me think about some of the things with my dad. Like, <clears throat> I didn't necessarily play sports because I would see my friends and classmates, they would have their parents, mom and dad, but what I'm looking at is the dad. Mm -hmm. They had their dad out there cheering them on or whatever the case may be. I was very hesitant to do that because deep down in my gut, I felt like my pops wasn't going to show up, mm -hmm. right? So, but I assumed that, so I made an ass out of myself, right? Mm -hmm. uh, there were times where disappointment took place as okay. a kid. Like you said, like shit like that happens in the development stages of a child. Mm -hmm. And that kind of disappointments as a younger kid, I kept some of those same thoughts up until now. I you know what you. I mean? Yeah. Uh, I feel like we were able to 
<clears throat> excuse me. I feel like we were able to uh, quote unquote kind of fix some of these things by having conversation. Communication. Communication. Yeah. Effective communication. Yeah. I would mm-hmm. ask a lot of questions. At first he would run from questions. Okay. Right? And that would just kind of make me even more upset. I know one time I didn't talk to my dad for almost a year. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Because it was just a lot of um, answers that I was seeking. You know, I'm growing into my manhood. You've already entered into yours. I'm half of your DNA. Mm-hmm. I want to understand, like, why do I think a certain way? Why do I act a certain way? Why? Yeah. Why, why, why? Yeah. Right? And the, and parents <laughs> can help you answer that, yeah. you know, based off of their own experiences and challenges. Because sure. I definitely think some things are just kind of passed down in a sense. Yeah. But so how did y'all get to that then? Uh, I had to come to grips with, like, okay. I wonder what his relationship was like with his dad, my granddad. Mm-hmm. All right. I had to come to grips with, I may not get every answer that I'm seeking for, and that's okay. Mm-hmm. Um, I had to come to grips with, you know, although he's your dad, he doesn't know everything. Yeah. Now, <clears throat> I learned a lot of what not to do whenever God blesses me with some kids. I learned also a lot what to do in the same breath, indirectly. Mm-hmm. Um, my dad, as I said earlier, was a big dreamer. He was the one that introduced me to luxury, right? Other than like the big timer video, get your roll on, and I'm seeing mm-hmm. Lamborghinis, all the ice, the bling bling videos, all that stuff growing up. Yeah. My dad had magazines with luxury cars in it. He showed me his dream car. And then this was my dream car for a while. That stuff don't really tickle my fancy no more. But, like, he showed me a car, and because he showed it to me, that was my dream car. I see. It was a Rolls Royce Phantom Coupe, mm-hmm. cranberry red, okay, peanut butter, leather seats, okay. suicide doors. Mm-hmm. Beautiful vehicle. Sounds you know like I mean? it. <laughs> now, if I got blessed with it, of course, I'll, I'll push the whip. Yeah. But uh, he he... He introduced me to business plans. You know what I mean? He was very business-minded. He was a risk taker. Mm -hmm. You know, so a lot of that I take with me, and I'm proud to hold that. Mm -hmm. Um, But there was a lot of resentment with my dad. But, again, as he gotten sick over the years and then with his passion, it's just like, okay, Mm -hmm. you know, I gotten a lot, even though in certain times I thought I didn't. Mm-hmm. That makes sense. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, um, I think regardless of the dynamic, there is there will be challenges between mm-hmm. child and parent, For right? Sure. Um and you know, one thing you said, effective communication. Mm-hmm. That was how um uh, my father and I, my my me and my parents, how we overcame mm-hmm. some of the challenges. I know when I got back to Jackson from school, mm-hmm. you know, when when kids return home from school, they're not the same, right? You know, you go off to school, and what school is about, not only learning 
what you want to do, but right. who you want to be? Who right. am I really? Yeah. Right? Like you're you're out, and I would consider uh, myself uh, sheltered, you know, to an extent when I was younger. Really? I would think so. Okay. Yeah. And so with that in mind, you know, going to school, uh, it was kind of like my first time really away from home. My okay. first time going to Oxford was definitely my first time away from okay. home. Right. And so I came back, and it was kind of like this season of like, okay, I got tattoos at this point. Um, I shaved my hair off. I later got a nose ring. You know, so all these different things. And I know Dad is probably looking at me like, this is not my baby, right? Like, what's wrong? What like what's really going on? And that lack of, you know, that lack of, I guess, understanding about where I was. Yeah. Um, it did. You know, it it, it made things difficult. Um, but we had to communicate. And I think the biggest lesson in that that I appreciate and I carry to this day is, you know, you, you can't change mom or dad. You can't change how they think, but you can change how you process them, right? Oh. And so that was the saving oh, grace. Oh, shit, man. That was the saving grace. Like Change I'm, how you process. I'm, I'm sorry. That, that, let's let's that talk shit, about that. That shit hit me. Change how you process Change how them. you process it. Yes. Yes, like one thing my dad would tell me about my mom if she said something that, you know, I didn't like. Yeah. She's speaking out of love, Ashley, right? Mm -hmm. Or even with you know, my father, when I cut my hair, you know, he would say, you know, um, your hair is, is the woman's glory. Or I remember one time he said, well, Medea would be mad if she knew you cut off your hair. It's my grandmother, his mom, and I love my grandmother. So when he said that, it kind of hurt me a little bit because I'm like, dang, would she really be mad? But what he's really, you know, what I really have to understand is um, I don't, like you said, you don't know the experiences of our parents. Thanks. We don't know they their insecurities, right? You know, when he, when he grew up uh, in the area he grew up, maybe women who did cut off their hair or women who had men and women who had tattoos, maybe they weren't, weren't afforded the opportunities that we have now. Yeah. Maybe it was more difficult for them to get to these certain places. So that could just be his insecurity. Like, I don't want your lack of hair or you having tattoos or a piercing to stop you from going where you need to go because I want you to go where you need to go, but I know how this world thinks. Mm -hmm. I know how they view you as a woman. I know how they view you as a black woman. Mm -hmm. Considering the, you know, what he's That's going so through, uh, growing up in Rankin County in Mississippi, yeah. you know, um, he saw a lot of this and he yeah. worked so hard to get where he, where he is and to be in the spaces that he's been in. So I know he has seen the many obstacles that could, um, you know, deter me. And so, but that's his, that's his love language. That's how he parents, right? So I think that being one of the major lessons uh, that allowed me to communicate effectively because now it's not, I'm not arguing with you, but I'm trying to reprocess you and understand you from a different angle. That's so damn good. Saving grace. That's so damn good. Saving grace. That is mental shampoo for your ass. Effective communication, man. Um, effective communication. Is there a big lesson okay. that you learned in your relationship with your dad that you think others should hear? Mm. That's, uh, I'm going to need a little time to think on that. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. It's a tough question, quite yeah. frankly. That's all good. Yeah. What about you, though? 
I think that was really the biggest one um, about, you know, just understanding how to process um, or changing how I process and not taking things so personal, um, but really trying to understand um, the root and the reason for their perception on things or opinion rather on things. Um, Mama going to have her opinion, daddy going to have his opinion, but how I process it is up to me, you know. I I will say this. It was more so of a, it wasn't him necessarily verbally sharing this lesson. It's just me processing, yeah. if you will. Mm-hmm. Uh, um, I had to learn that this man was a whole person before mm-hmm. he was a parent. Mm-hmm. He had a childhood too. Like, God knew what was going to happen. God knew that this man was going to be my father. I didn't know this man was going to be my father. You know, I had my childhood and my experiences with him and throughout my other experiences growing up. Uh, But he also had his experiences as well. He was a whole person, a whole black man, a whole black child with challenges with his mother and father, I'm sure, Um, so on and so forth. Mm -hmm. So that's something, I can say that's a, a lesson that I've gained from processing things differently, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Just the fact that my guy was a whole person out here before he was my father. Right. And I actually got on my own case because it's like, how selfish can I be for real to think that you should just focus on me when you not only just have me, but you got other kids too, right? And some of us have similar experiences, some of us don't, but yeah. you know. Uh, it's like, damn, okay, you was a whole guy, and I'm not your only kid. So that would be, you know, just understand that your parents and your, your father, in this case, was a whole person, sister, I mean, a, a brother, uncle, right. son, whatever, before mm-hmm. father. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, fond memories. Mm-hmm. The one that comes to mind. Yeah, it's a couple, actually. My Talk pops used to take me fishing. Uh I've never gone fishing. Yeah, I haven't been since the last time we went when I was a kid. But he used to take me to like these fishing competitions and a time when he saved my life for real. Uh, I remember this Jeep. It was some kind of SUV, but the doors was off. I think it was a Jeep. And I was young, my seatbelt was on, and like he had kind of was getting out the way of a car that was kind of speeding. And like I almost fell out the Jeep. But he reached over and grabbed me and pulled me real close to him. Mm-hmm. And I always remember that. Oh, my. You know How what I mean? old were you when that happened? I was super young. I was probably like seven, eight, probably six for real. Come on, father. Yeah. My man ah, got me back in the car safe, you know, and then fishing. And uh, I always enjoy him when he listens to, like, oldies. You know what Ooh, I mean? Music I again, that music too. that he grew up on, like yes. the TV shows. Yeah. When his, I forgot the name of the group, but the record is like, uh, your pops know it, I'm sure. Hey you, hey. get off my mountain. Listen, <laughs> get off my cloud. Same kind. You know what I'm saying? That was man. When, man. My pops used to sing the hell out of that song. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? That shit would make me happy. Just cause, I mean, he was a singer too. Like he was in a okay. quartet, I think. 
quartet, quintet, yeah. something like that. Like was this his family or friends? Friends, yeah. yeah. So no. he would sing, and you know that was his thing. That was like part of part of him. Singing. Yeah, yeah. That's my my dad's not the best singer, but <laughs> <laughs> he comes from like a family of singers. Like yeah. shout out to the Norwoods. Um, hey. I, I can hold a little note, so I'm a, I'm gonna get it to them. But like I remember too, like sitting on a back seat, traveling, mm. taking trips. And the oldies, like Sam Cooke, my mm. obsession with Sam Cooke is because of Sally, Whoa. you know, um, and so many others, um, but definitely Sam Cooke. And I don't know, I think it's it's definitely part of me, right? Like it's part of my personality. I consider myself an old soul. Mm. And it's interesting how like those little things like that, like the music that we're, you know, that we're around when we're young, how that shapes what we appreciate. As we get older in life, Thanks. and that's something that I'm I can be grateful for. Like, thank you for putting me on real music, Thanks. right? Because we're definitely living in a it's a different time. It is, yeah. It is for music and expression. Yeah. Um, but um, you know, one thing I was gonna ask you. Mm-hmm. So, do you want kids? Do you want to be yeah. a father one day? I desire kids. I desire family. I desire a mm-hmm. wife. You know what I mean? All of that. Because I've seen, seen, you know, the hiccups within my father and myself relationship. It's not, it wasn't the best relationship, but it was a relationship, right? Mm -hmm. I want to give a, I want to give better for my kids and also understand the dynamic, like your father making that time for them when necessary, but still handling my life's work in the Mm -hmm. same breath. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Uh, but yeah, I, I desire a wife and kids because I've seen a lot of failed relationships and marriages, and I've seen a lot of broken homes. Yeah. So definitely, yeah, yeah. You know, um, I too would like to have a family. Mm-hmm. You know, and even um, just kind of thinking about my dad and lessons that I've learned from him that I can take. You know, mm-hmm. into um, me rearing my own children one day. One thing I, I remember him saying is, um, a mother can be everything to a child except a father. And so with that, it's like, regardless of how it happens, when it happens, um, just be mindful that your child needs the mom and the dad. Sure. And I think as a woman or, you know, as a, as, you know, a mother someday, that that's something that we should be mindful of too. Like regardless of if it's a happy home or not, um, don't neglect that aspect of the child's growth. Like sure. the child needs a father. A, a, a little boy needs his dad. He needs a father. There yeah. are certain things a father can uh, teach a son that a mom can't. Yeah. And it's clear, you know. And so, um, you know, it's not just him telling that to my brother, like, you know, you need to be a present father whenever you have your child. But, you know, Ashley, please understand the relationship between a father and a son because, it's you know, it's vital. Yes, it's a part of the entire sure. family unit, you yeah. know. Um, I asked my dad also just, you know, whatever advice he would have for fathers of any age um, because he, like I said, he, he's worked so heavily in initiatives and other programs to um, help fathers be better fathers. Um, and here's what he had to say. Well, there, is no, there is no blueprint. I mean, you know, uh, what may work for me what may not work for another father. Uh, 
and, and it's not that if you want to pattern yourself after a father, pattern yourself after a heavenly father, the, the relationships are extremely uh, important in you. But as a father, and you're going to make some mistakes, and you you try to minimize your mistakes as a, as your children are going to make mistakes, try, try to, to minimize their mistakes and just pray that they... You know, they can recover as you pray that you can recover uh, from the mistakes that you make. So there's no there's no blueprint. You know, uh, uh, a lot of it is you know trial and error. It's uh, it's experience and it's the going to the higher power to for, you know Lord to provide for you. Uh, you know the, the understanding and um, you know. I would say, as a, as a, you don't get into it until you're ready. You know, you can't. Yeah, you know, right now you have a father that's that's 19 years old, gonna have many more challenges than a father that's 29 years old, than a father that's 35 years old. So you can't get into it too soon because fathering is 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 uh, it's uh, an awesome responsibility. And you're gonna be challenged. You you know, you gotta work. You forget a child, you're gonna have to pay you got to you got to pay the price of that. That means giving time, that will mean having to have the resources to to uh, support the child. Uh, uh and you know, so all of those things are extremely important. Fatherhood is an awesome responsibility. That's beautiful. Everything he said was beautiful. Yeah, yeah, I believe him when he says that. I think he enjoys being a father. Mm. I remember when, well, I don't remember, but I remember hearing the story of when um, my mom uh, was pregnant with me. This was after, uh, not long after my father lost his brother. Mm. Um, and they made it a point to um, give me my uncle's name, one of my middle names, uh, Frenicia. Mm. It stands for Frank's niece. Mm. You know, they had some time. Oh, that's so good. <laughs> <laughs> they did that. Frank's niece, yo, Sally B, Sally B. That's hard. Yes, Renicia. Um, and my mom was just like, you know, the news of, you know, of. Pregnancy, it just yeah. brought so much life to him. You okay. know, because losing his brother, you know, that was sad. That was yeah. depressing, especially the way my uncle lost his life. It, it was, it was very unfortunate. But um, you know, that becoming a new father all over again, having mm. another child, uh, it just brought so much life to him. Mm. And I know, like he said before, you know, I was kind of, you know, kind of his second chance, maybe in things that he didn't have necessarily. Right, or he wish he would have done differently with Silent. He was able to do that with me, you know. Um, and so I appreciate my father so much for everything he's done, um, for always being present for me. I remember in high school, I was uh, Miss Jim Hill. It was a parade, and my dad wasn't feeling his best. Um, and we were almost to the end of the the parade. Um, and I looked over in the crowd, and I saw him. Mm-hmm. He wasn't supposed to be there. He was supposed to be at home in the bed, but he pulled up. He pulled up just to see his baby girl real quick, and so just thanks, Dad, for always pulling up and yeah. like being present 
for me. Uh, and thank you for being a role model. Thank you for um, your chivalry over the years. Uh, thank God for, um, you know, the ability to provide, you yeah. know, for a family because there are some men who want to provide but may not can provide as much as they wish they could, you know. Nice. Um so I'm grateful that he's been able to do that. But over you know, overall, man, shout out to all the fathers out there. Yeah, I man. know it's not easy, right? Being yeah. a parent, um and it isn't it may not be perfect. Like my dad said, you know, it's trial and error, a lot of that. But just stick with it. Um uh, please, you know, use the relationship uh, with your heavenly father as a guide to how you, you you know, you you build your relationship with your children, you know. Uh, God forgives, forgive. You know, mm. God loves, love. You know, um, provide, take care, all of that, you That's know. so spicy. So, shout out to the fathers. Thank you for what you do. Wow. Uh, we love you. Our fathers that are no longer with us, we love you. We miss you. God yeah. bless you. Rest God in peace. Uh, and I guess we'll conclude this episode. Shout out to all the dads. Uh, my partners that are dads out here, man, y'all killing it, man. I you know, see there's some nice young fathers out here yeah. spending some good time. some millennials out here killing it. Young yes. fathers out here Shout killing it. Shout out to the young dads, yeah. too. Yeah. Yeah. Mad love to them. Yeah, All man. Right. All right, y'all. This was, you know, this was nice, emotional for me, for sure. Yeah. Real good, though. Uh, it was wonderful hearing from your dad. Uh it's thank y'all for tuning in. Huh? It's wonderful hearing about yours. Thank you. Yeah. Thank y'all for tuning in, man. You know, again, this is the Family Tree Podcast. My yes. name is Keymar Kane. It's your girl Ashley, man. Thank y'all for rocking with us. Till next time. Bye. Hey y'all, it's your cousin Ashley. Thank you so much for listening to another episode of the Family Tree Podcast. This episode is brought to you by East Story House Studios, located inside the Jackson Medical Mall. This studio space is used for photography, videography, and podcasting. If you're interested, contact Fallon Victoria at 601-988-2539, Monday through Friday, during your normal business hours. Thank you for listening, and catch you next time.